Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, Joe Madden got a mohawk to help end the Angels losing streak, but got fired before he could even show it to the team. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I have a reverse mohawk, as you can see. I'd like that in yeah. Madden. Madden was going to change his luck, got a mohawk, and did change his luck. He got fired, and now he's got a yeah. mohawk for the next X amount of weeks, and he'll probably walk around the streets with a hat on, don't you think? It'll look great on TV, where he, where he belongs. It'll go great on television. Joe, what are you waiting for? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Rory McIlroy wins. The Lightning advances to the Stanley Cup final, and White Sox fans heckle Tony LaRusso. But we wow. begin today with tonight's Game 5 of the NBA Finals. The Warriors at home, but the Celtics are 7-0 in these playoffs after a loss, and the Celtics have a better road record, Mike, than a home record. You're going to be there. To whom are you giving the edge in tonight's game? Tony, if there's an edge, if, I'm still going to give it to the Warriors, who are 10-1 and at home in the playoffs. But that one loss was to the Celtics in Game 1. Yeah. So the Celtics know how to win here at Chase Center just down the street. And look, also you mentioned the Celtics are 7-0 after losses. So they have rebounded. They have responded well to these things. But, Tony, I just think, as you think, I think we're pretty the same on this series and how we interpreted things going into it. We both think the Warriors are just a slightly better team, that their experience really matters. It resonates when we're examining it. Here's the other thing, Tone. Boston's so bad in close games, in, in, in clutch time, crunch time, whatever you want to call it. The Celtics are not good there. They haven't been good all regular season. They haven't been good in the playoffs. And some of these games, Tone, there have been a lot of blowouts. They're going to come down to that. Do I expect Steph Curry to have 40 or more points tonight? No. I expect Boston's defense to respond, to have looked at things over the past two days they can do to slow him down. But there are other Warriors They're a three-time championship team. Draymond Green may want to report for duty and actually play. He did have eight assists in game game four. But, Tone, I I expect the the, the Warriors tonight to put forth a full team ensemble effort and win this game. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree with you. I mean, I think I agree with you on the bottom line. But this game, to me, feels like game one. And game one was a game that Boston won. Um, I don't think that... Home court means anything because both teams are one and one at home. Normally, Mike, in a five-game series, if it's 2-2, I would almost invariably say that the team that wins game five is going to win the series. And historically, that's true 73% of the time. But if the Warriors lose tonight, I still think they could win two in a row because I've seen them win two in a row. You mentioned that something might happen in a close game, but there haven't been any close games at all. No, and so not really. Nobody has, nobody has snuck out a game in the last minute or so. So I will take the Warriors tonight without any particular conviction. Right. You mentioned Draymond Green, and let me get to this. 
Draymond Green, where has this guy been? He's Mike. He's got 17 points in four games. That's awful for somebody you think is going to go to the Hall of Fame. People talk about how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have to score a lot of points, how Klay Thompson and Steph Curry have to score a lot of points. This guy's got what, – what about this guy? I think, they Mike, if score. he scored 10 to 15 – I think if he yeah, scored 10 or 15, they could win comfortably. They don't really? need it, Tom, They don't need it, and they're not going to get it. He gets he no needs to points. defend. He needs to push the pace. He needs to stay out of technical foul trouble. He needs to get out of foul trouble. He needs to rebound. Draymond Green can contribute in meaningful, impactful ways without scoring. He does not need to score. But he needs to be Draymond Green in all other ways, and I'm looking for him to be that tonight, Tom. Maybe I'm naive, but I'm looking for him to be that. Let's move to the Saudi tour the PGA Tour, and their intersection of this week's U.S. Open. Charles Schwartzel won the first Saudi event Saturday, taking home $4 million for three days' work. Meanwhile, Rory McIlroy won the Canadian Open on Sunday, took a dig at Greg Norman after doing so, saying, quote, 21st PGA Tour win won more than someone else, meaning Norman, and that gave me some extra incentive, close quote. Tony, who has more to feel good about after this weekend, the Saudi Tour or the PGA Tour? So the PGA Tour had a dream situation yesterday, and I watched almost all of that tournament yesterday. In their final group, they had Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau. And certainly McIlroy and Thomas are loyalists to the PGA Tour. All three shot well under par, and it came down to the last hole, and they got Rory, the biggest advocate, to win. And still, I will tell you, Mike, that the Saudi tour had a better weekend. And I'm going to give you four wow. reasons why they had a better wow. weekend. Number one, number one, they actually played a tournament. They're not theoretical anymore. They're actual competition now. Number two, Phil Mickelson was in that tournament. We'll get to his press conference today later. But he was in that tournament, and without Tiger Woods, he's still the most popular golfer in the world. Number three, you mentioned Schwartzel. Schwartzel's not just some guy. He's got a no. Masters in his pocket. Major He's a meaningful yep. player. And number four, and maybe most important to me, the PGA Tour was on the defense all weekend long. Jay Monahan did a live interview, which I watched, with Jim Nance. CBS, Jim Nance's network, is a full partner to the PGA Tour. I am sure that, and he asked all the right questions, too. He asked them without an edge. But he asked all the right questions. And I'm sure that Monaghan knew what the questions were going to be. I'm sure because questions were obvious. And Monaghan yeah. was smug and he was didactic. He was. And he said at one point, I'll like just Monahan, answer your question with another question. And he never really gave a reason why people shouldn't play on the Saudi tour. So to me, Mike, and I've taken a lot of time here, the Saudi tour had a better weekend. Now, Tony, the PGA tour, had, we couldn't even see the Saudi tour. I don't know what it looked like. I'm not streaming anything. Streaming for me Get it means on hitting YouTube the on channel. button. The on button. Yeah. That's streaming or oh, I don't watch YouTube. YouTube. I'm not my son. Okay. It wasn't on TV. It wasn't on real TV to some of us. And I got 600 channels in direct TV and I couldn't find it. So it, it, it wasn't there. It didn't exist. They don't have a TV partner yet. The PGA, you mentioned the guys that were constantly on camera yesterday. They included Rory and JT and Finau. Come on, Tom. That's right. Those That's are right. big stars right. on the weekend on television. I agree. They had that was a dream competition we could, con- we could consume. Tom, okay. it's early on okay. for Liv. Liv will have its day, we presume, and they're going to have stars too. So I'm not here just sort of waving some flag for the PGA. 
And Monahan, Monahan's he's too smart a guy. He's too aging, too too uh, engaging a guy. I know him a little bit. Bad performance. He's, he's Tony. He's Mike? actually a guy who should just go out there and be himself and defend his turf. And he did this smug a, thing that's not even him. It was a I bad. I don't understand that. Okay. It, it was a bad performance. And I want to get it to was. Phil today because I watched Phil it today. Was. And Phil was guarded and Phil was defensive Ooh. and it, it was, was sad. very sad. Well, you it and I sad. talked on the phone a couple hours ago. Yeah. It was like Phil was a prisoner. This is not the yes. Phil Mickelson we it's are used hostage. to, not the ebullient, happy Phil Mickelson that we are used to. And I want to see at this open in Brookline, Massachusetts, a liberal area. If there's liberality in golf, I'm not sure about that. But I want to see how the people from the Saudi tour are treated relative to the people from the PGA tour by Ooh, the fans. I want point. to see that. I want to see. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Coming the up. Stanley Cup final is set. The Tampa Bay Lightning finally shed the New York Rangers, and the Colorado Avalanche has been resting and watching for a week. When the final begins on Wednesday, the Colorado players will have had nine days off. They could have gone to Spain Tampa Bay is a two-time champion, but Colorado had a far better regular season, and they are 12-2 and in these playoffs. Wilbon, should Colorado be the clear favorites? Does Colorado have Vasilevsky? No, they don't. No. I'm not going no. against him. We know how important a great goaltender who's hot is to any Stanley Cup series, and most importantly, the final. No. No, they're not. The, Colorado's not the favorite. The two-time reigning defensive champions who just took out the Rangers, they should have been down 3 nothing in that series. They hung on, they came back, they found a way to game, win game three, and that was that. That was it, Tone. So, no, no, the favorite is Tampa. Again, I'll be rooting against them just because it's fun to do that, and I'll hear from people I know and people I almost know in the Tampa, Orlando region, and they'll say, why are you hating on the Ning? I'm not hating on them. I admire them. <laughs> the They're Ning. great. I'm not the rooting Ning. for them. I'm rooting against them. But they are such worthy champions. They come in your building yeah. and they take your lunch money. They go home and they beat you. They beat your great goalkeeping. They beat your stars. They are the reigning champs playing like it. I'm, I'm not taking anybody over them, even though I'm rooting for Colorado over them. It's wonderful to see how myopic you are on the subject of hockey. Let's go through some yeah. numbers. Not analytics, just numbers. In a regular season, okay. Tampa Bay 110 points, Colorado 119. Tampa Bay 51 wins, Colorado 56 wins. But maybe the Eastern Conference is tougher. Okay. Tampa Bay finished fifth in the Eastern Conference. Colorado finished first in the West. I don't see numbers there that indicate Colorado is not a favorite. Let's go to these playoffs. Tampa Bay 12-5, and five, Colorado 12-2. and two. Tampa Bay won four in a row over the Rangers. Okay, but it took six. Colorado won four in a row, all four over Edmonton. Tampa Bay is scoring 3.06 goals a game. Get ready for this. Colorado scoring 4.64. It's a goal and a half, Mike. So I don't see so any numbers taking? there. I un- Who are you taking? I, I'm, gonna t- I'm taking Colorado. And I'll tell oh. you what, I think it's worthy. Mike, I think it's worthy to root for Tampa Bay in three in a row. I think that's worthy. If you're blinded by that light, I get it. It hasn't happened since the Islanders about 40 years right. ago. But I think Colorado's the favorite. That's what I'm saying. They're the favorite. Let's take a wow. break. Coming up, the Braves that. have won 11 straight. Are they bound to pass the Mets? I hope so. And White Sox fans chant, fire Tony. Will the franchise follow that advice? Man. I just assume they White were saying that about me. Not actually LaRusso, no. who's in the Hall of Fame. 
Not, yeah, not a Hall of Fame Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. Time to find out what's on the minds of the minions in mail time. Let me get the first one here. Mail time? Minions or the millions? Minions. The minions. Have the Braves convinced you they're the team to beat in the NL East? Nobody's convinced me of anything in baseball in June. No, no. Nobody's convinced me of anything. The Braves are on fire. But, I mean, so are the Phillies in their own division. The Phillies have won, what, 9 of 10? And the Mets are still ahead of both of them. So why would I be convinced of a team to beat in June when they're trailing another team, a team as good as the Mets, who at some point will have to be healthy in the pitching core and get some guys back, And as much as I hate the Mets, Tony, they will seem formidable, I would think, after the All-Star break and more importantly as we get toward August. Uh, Everything you said I agree with. I really have nothing else to add, but I'll fill out the segment if you'd like. The Braves have won 11 in a row, and that's great. But as you say, they're not just behind the Mets. They're five and a half behind the Mets. Yes. I don't know that they're better than the Phillies. The Phillies did win nine in a row at one point just by firing Joe Girardi, it's a 162-game season, and in the middle of June, when a team is five and a half back, I'm not going to say they're it. I, I follow this division because the Nats, who stink, are in this division. But I, when I watched the Mets, Mike, and I watched them last night against the Angels, they beat the Angels in California. When I watch the Mets, they always hit. And if you're telling me they're going to get two Cy Young pitchers back at some point, they're, they're going to get Scherzer and DeGrom how can I say? Money. How can I tell you that you I believe that the Braves are the team to beat? They're getting two Cy Young guys back. Come right. That's, that's, we're, not, we're not doing that. You won't, they won't be the team to beat in August if they have five and a half in arrears. This one is for you. White Sox fans chanted "Fire Tony" over the weekend. Chance yeah. that happens? Well, they're talking about Tony Larusa, who of course had that. 
you know, intentional walk despite having a one-two count on somebody backfired horrendously. Trey Tony, Turner. The yeah. White Sox are the most – listen to that. The White Sox are the most disappointing team in Major League Baseball because they have a lineup. I know they got injuries, but they have talent, Tone, up and down the lineup, pitching, bullpen. They have all the stuff it takes seemingly to win, and they just – they don't just lose games. They get crushed as if they're physically afraid of the opponent. Oh, wait, they are afraid of the Astros. As soon as they see the Astros bust – pull in the parking lot, they want to run home and cower. The White Sox are a massive disappointment. That falls at the feet of the manager. Tony, they give up 11, 13, 9. They can't pitch. They don't have timely enough hitting, even though they have a lot of hitting. They're a huge disappointment. Would you fire Tony La Russa? Do you think he'll be fired? Answer the question. I don't know that Jerry Reinsdorf will do that, but he could be. You can fire him and justifiably do so. Okay. They are terribly disappointing. They've lost four out of five. I think they're 27 and 31, and they won 93 games last year. And La Russa became a lightning rod because Trey Turner had a one and two count. He walked him and pitched to Max Muncie, who hit it out. And he's 77 years old. And for some people, they say that's, that's too much. I love Tony La Russa. You know, he, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a great manager. Jerry Reinsdorf's one public mistake that he talked about was firing La Russa, I think it's 38 years ago. He personally hired him back. He's not going to fire him, and here's why. Because Ooh. Madden and Girardi did not make the playoffs for a long time with the teams that fired them. He made the playoffs last year, Mike. Yeah, he made the playoffs. LaRusa I think he said, gets the year. When LaRusa came back, he and Reinsdorf agreed. You're gonna, we're friends. We're dear friends. And you say you made this mistake 38 years ago, but you've got to be able to fire me. And Jerry knows that, Tony. And the White Sox have a better roster than those two teams. And the White Sox made the playoffs last year. And they roll, yes, they roll my over point. the sight of certain teams. They, no, you can that, fire him. My point you is can. they... Ooh, I wouldn't. I don't think you he can. will be. Let me put it that way. Enough email. Okay. Let's That's take fair. one last break. Still to come, a tough loss to the Yankees for Wilbon's Cubs. The Cubs stink, too. This is like the summer of my every bit of my youth. Bad Chicago baseball. How concerned should the Lakers be that Anthony Davis, speaking of Chicago, says he hasn't shot a basketball in two months? Both teams stink, but the Cubs were rebuilding. So the White Sox shouldn't stink like they do. You would consider an 18-4 loss. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 33rd birthday, Ryan McDonough. Tampa Bay's all-star defenseman will be playing in his third straight Stanley Cup final after the Lightning won four straight games over the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference final. The obvious irony is that McDonough was the Rangers captain for four years until they traded him to Tampa Bay in 2018. You win one Stanley Cup, it's great. You win two in a row, you are an elite team. But if Tampa Bay beats Colorado for three in a row, they're a dynasty. The Canadiens, the Islanders, the Oilers, the Lightning. The Rangers may have to wait 150 years to win three cups. And Tony McDonough was the player who said the Lightning's game three win was a series changer. True enough, they didn't lose again, haven't lost since. Yes. Happy anniversary, Steve Kerr. On this day 25 years ago, with the Bulls and Jazz tied at 86 in the closing seconds of game six, Michael Jordan was double teamed. He kicked the ball over to Kerr, who drilled a jumper at the top of the key to propel the Bulls to their fifth of six titles. At a championship celebration rally in Chicago's Grand Park, Kerr gave his version of the event. Kerr claimed that Jordan told Phil Jackson he didn't feel comfortable in those situations and suggested, quote, why don't we give the ball to Steve? Steve continued grinning, quote, I thought to myself, well, I guess I got to bail Michael out again. That's my story and I'm sticking to it, unquote. Tony, we're still living off those days in Chicago. And let me say this, remember, Jordan and Kerr collaborated on the bench, as we've seen in Last Dance, among other places. You can hear the sound. They collaborated. They knew what was going to happen. It was going to be a double goal toward Jordan. He was going to kick it to Kerr. They called it. They spelled it out. Still sank it. Stevie, I got to remind Kerr about the anniversary of this when I see him later today. Happy trails to this 35-mile-an-hour pitch from Frank Schwindel of the Cubs. Schwindel is a position player who was brought in for the eighth inning yesterday to pitch to the Yankees, who were up 17-4. Schwindel threw this meatball, and Kyle Higashioka hit it out. Schwindel got out of the inning with no further damage, but the Yankees, Mike, are now 44-16. and They're having an historic season. They lead the majors in home runs, slugging percentage, OPS, ERA, and whip. They're on pace for 119 wins. And we can't talk about them on this show because you hate the Yankees. And all you ever say is that there's a 220-foot fence in right field. And by the way, this home run went to left. We talk about them all the damn time. We talk about them more than any team in baseball. And we should. They've earned it. And they're great. And we're going to talk about them all summer. But the right field fence is a sand wedge for my 14-year-old. Don't try to deny that. He hit it to left. They're a great team. Let's go I'm to the big I'm talking about finish. right field. Anthony Davis says he hasn't shot a basketball since April 5th. Is that actually cause for concern? I was going to say, well, you can't get hurt if you're not shooting a basketball since April 5th. That would be a cheap shot. I love Anthony Davis. No, not everything is important. For the first time since 2003, none of the big three are one or two in the men's tennis rankings. Is that a big deal? How is it possible that Nadal, who's won the two majors this year, the Australian Open and the yeah. French, how are these the guys ranked stick. ahead of him? What did, they, what did they win this year exactly? Like the BPI, the Grizzlies, what are you doing? The Grizzlies extended head coach Taylor Jenkins. Does that make sense? Yeah, when a guy loses his best player and an all-pro for 25 games and still finishes with the second-best record in the league, yeah, makes sense. Mo Donegal beat Nest to win the Belmont. Break it down, Mr. Horsey. 
Yeah, I was rooting for Rich Strike. I thought it'd be great to win the Belmont, you know, after winning the Derby. Such a surprise. It, it just didn't work out. Nice race. The last one. After winning yesterday, our boy Justin Verlander now 8-2 and two with a 194 wow. ERA. Your wow. thoughts? Even at 39, he's the best pitcher in baseball. He is Scherzer, right? Got to get Scherzer healthy again. So yes. Got to get him back out there. Yes, yes. My thoughts are you owe us Kinlock. We're out of time. Try to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown at 8.30 Eastern on ABC. And now, here's SportsCenter. So you got the Warriors tonight, right? You got the Warriors. Well, yep. Close game. Dubs. PTI. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.